start from the beginning, the very beginning. In the beginning, never no, okay. um, no, look, like I said, quick overview of the first five seconds. That I was, um, what do I say? How do I say it? Praying to the Lord a lot. He said, just do what you what you know. Talk about how how you work, how you do it, what your brain normally thinks, and that's how he he deals with all of us. And so, um, this is about it's an analogy about construction. Um, so therefore, to make me feel comfortable, you have to pretend that you're an engineer and you build roads and bridges. So you, hard hats, high visors, boots, all that sort of stuff. So then I feel comfy. Okay. All right. So, um, and again, there will be dot points. There will be um, uh, photos and be a lot of numbers and so on because then, then I'm inside my comfort zone. All right. So... And we're going to have uh, an introduction. See, I told you lots of dot, dot points. Seven dot points to start with. Introduction, definition of a disciple, goals of a disciple, the rewards of being a disciple, the process of constructing a disciple, construction, and then the closeout or the final phase. Okay, so, um, whoa, we've got two going now. Okay. This is the second sermon... In the series on discipleship, are we okay with just one? And the title of this one is Constructing a Disciple, and it's about us as individual Christians and the personal mission you must undergo with the Holy Spirit as your guide and mentor to deconstruct and then reconstruct yourself from your natural sinful self into the image of Jesus. And if you like to use the word journey... It's about the personal journey each one of us must take from conversion into a fully functioning, developed disciple of Christ, fulfilling the role and mission is set out for each one of us. Okay, so recap from last week. We get definition of a disciple. So uh, the dictionary definition is a learner, a follower or pupil of the doctrines of a teacher, leader, philosopher or school of thought. Okay. A disciple of Christ who is one who, we'll have uh, Matthew 28, 20 here. All the Bible readings are from the NIV in this particular message. Okay, This is obviously one verse out of the Great Commission. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So from that, the disciple is one who is taught, as a, as a, in other words, be a learner, must be obedient, you follow, as an adherent or a doer. Okay. So the goal of constructing a disciple, what's the end game? What is the goal? Let's look at some scriptures. Uh, Luke 6, 40. The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. So the goal is obviously to be like the teacher, be like Christ. Romans 8, 29 to 30. For those, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So the goal is a disciple is to be conformed to the image of his Son, being obedient to him, to live as close as we can get to the example of Jesus. 
So if that's what we're aiming for, to be like Christ, the only perfect person to ever walk this earth, then we better get serious about it. So the rewards of being a disciple. We have promises of blessings and future rewards, but we have uh, present blessings. Some examples of our present blessings include peace, abiding love and joy. For peace... We'll have John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And abiding love will have John 15, 9 to 10. As the Father has loved me, so, I, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands... You will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. And 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And for joy, John 15.11 I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Okay? Now we'll have some examples of um, promised future blessings. We can be saved, have eternity with God, be free from sorrow, pain and death. So for saved, we're looking at Romans 5 verse 9. Since we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? And for eternity with God, on to Revelation 21, 3 to 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Okay, so we can see that even though being a disciple of Christ does cost us, the rewards far exceed the cost. So for the process of constructing a disciple, an outline of the construction process after conversion could go something like uh, revelation of your sinful nature, there's your sinful habits, beliefs, behaviours, and they're revealed by various methods. They could be teaching, uh, being discipled by another more mature Christian, uh, direct from the word, reading yourself, or the Holy Spirit <clears throat> dropping things into your mind and leading you. But this is where it starts to get hard. Pride, self-protection get in the way. So to construct a disciple heart, you must be very honest with yourself. Not skirting around the edges, making some lifestyle adjustments, attending church services and doing some good works. It requires deep, introspective thinking and assessment, listening for that quiet, still voice that will highlight the areas that need addressing. So you must pray for and give the Holy Spirit permission to show you those areas that you need to drill down into and put in the solid foundation. Sometimes this can be a bit like peeling an onion, you know, layer after layer, as the Lord, after all, is a gentleman. 
There's a bit of a caveat in that last point, though. If you're willfully staying in sin, correction will come from the Lord and it may not be gentle or soft or calm. Okay? So the process, this process of constructing a disciple heart does have a cost. And if we look at Luke 14, 28 to 29... This is an extract from the segment there, the cost of being a disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Once you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it, but if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began to build and wasn't able to finish. I wonder why I chose that this. Anyway, so construction. All construction costs. In my bridge building analogy that follows, there are monetary costs, time costs, social costs, environmental costs, and sometimes relationship costs. So I'm going to do a comparison between those from the bridge building analogy and for a disciple. So for the monetary costs, constructing of infrastructure takes a lot of funds. Another caveat here is not to infer that your free will tithes and offerings are a cost to you. Okay. Disciple, you may have to forego worldly financial gains. And you also need to be involved in such things as self-funded mission teams. So for the bridge building social costs, in my analogy project, it was a new road through the bush over a creek and the local residents had a, lot, a loss of privacy and their bushland outlook. So as a disciple, you will suffer persecution of some form and not being tucked away in your nice little haven. The environmental costs of bridge building, loss of habitat for the bush, for the critters that live there. There's a quarry and resource consumption to manufacture the construction materials. A disciple will have to move or create a discipleship environment. The bridge building has time costs, several thousand man hours of work, personnel. No, there was one woman that worked on it, it's personnel. There you go. She was a surveyor. There you go. A disciple will definitely have to spend time with the Lord in prayer and in Bible reading and attending meetings and so on. The bridge building has relationship costs. The very tight construction program and the financial pressures can result in strained relationships. The disciple will also have friends and family relationships that become strained as you change. So recognising and accepting that there is a cost to becoming a true disciple, you then need to move into it. Some examples of of common sinful behaviours where a disciple would need to embark on this process of constructing a disciple's heart are anger, fear, timidity, self-centeredness, pride. That's enough. I'm going to keep going. We're all getting sick. <laughs> we all have excuses for not dealing with these sin areas because, say, it's my comfort zone. Or, oh, hey, that's just how I am. Love me and leave me, what's and all. Or, it's too hard to be introspective and I'm just too busy. Probably including being busy with a lot of worldly time wasters. 
carefully constructed to keep you mesmerised with really important things like our toys or our reality TV programs. Or you could be scared that if I change, my friends won't like me and I'll lose them and I'll be lonely. Or I like the image that my behaviour gives. For example, an angry, aggressive person. This can just a cover-up for insecurity or maybe just a plain old selfish adult child who wants their way. So if we get a little deeper into my analogy and then following the little photo essay, constructing of a solid bridge. So to build a bridge, you need a design, you need specifications, and you need construction management plans. These include a quality management plan, a safety plan, a traffic plan, an environmental plan. You need various permits and approvals. You need a program with milestones and target dates. You need a skilled, experienced team and a lot of resources, plant and equipment. Okay? Plant means machinery. Big yellow stuff. All right. So I'm going to do another comparo here between all those points and what it means for a disciple. So to build a bridge, you need a design. <clears throat> disciple, God has a design for you. It's your calling. You need to find what that is and move into it. That will be you. You need specifications. <clears throat> God's word is our specification. It's all written out for you. To build a bridge, you need a quality management plan. The disciple, this is the plan of how you're going to uh, about the construction to ensure compliance with the specifications. In other words, compliance with the word of God. Remember, if it's not up to spec, it will be rejected. You need a safety management plan. That's, I'm saying that's his safety net over you, particularly when you are in obedience. To construct a bridge, you need a traffic management plan. A disciple will find people that will run interference for you. And also the opposite. People will interfere with your plan. You will need to recognise and see through the traffic or congestion of life to see what's really important. Okay? In the bridge, you need an environmental management plan. That's pretty easy. In this example, go read David's book about discipleship environment. Free plug. You owe me a coffee. Now, the bridge, you need permits and approvals. A disciple needs permission to proceed until from the Lord for the next phase of work. Don't branch out into what you think is a nice idea or a good path. Follow his lead. Okay? You need a construction program. Disciple, you must be patient. He has a plan for you. Abide in it. Learn from it. Stick to the plan. If you delay or wander off the path, there will be consequences and penalties. You could miss amazing opportunities. Okay? The bridge, you need a skilled team. This again refers to the discipleship environment for a disciple. Get yourself in one of these and avail yourself of the teaching and mentoring. To build a bridge, you need resources and lots of it. For a disciple, if you're resting in him and being obedient, the right resources will be available at the right time. Okay? Now, don't think this construction game is easy. It all goes smoothly. Mistakes are made. Things go wrong. 
work done incorrectly, that is not in accordance with the design and specifications, sometimes have to be rectified. And if you really mess it up, it's got to be demolished and rebuilt. So now we're going to move into my little photo essay. And for the people on the podcast, I'm going to have to explain, I suppose, quickly what each photo is. So we can have the first one, please. So here's the old rickety timber footbridge. This is exactly on the alignment where we built the real bridge. This is the old life. This represents the old life. Yes, you can get across the stream, but only if the weather is good. And you're very vulnerable to any attack. No security at all down here in the bush, and watch out for snakes. And when we turned up, there's about a four-foot-long brown snake sunning itself on that little thing, so they're around. Next one, please. Clearing the ground. So there's a photo here of tree clearing, getting ready for the site. You need to get started. You need to clear the ground. The analogy is removing the things that prevent the construction. Okay? Next one, please. Placing the rock. There's more preparations being made. There are soft areas. So to be able to get the work to be done, we put some rock down. Give you a platform to work on to get into the deep drilling. Okay. The next one, please. Now here we have a piling rig. Now this is what we need. This is an example. You really need to drill deep down to get to the bedrock. Don't flap around on the surface and the soft stuff. You need to get down to bedrock. Okay? 20 metres deep in this case. All right. Next photo, please. The reinforcing cage. You've got your piles drilled down to bedrock. You know it's solid. You've tested it. You know it's good. You've inspected it. Okay? So you insert your steel reinforcing cage down to the bedrock which is the essential strengthening for our concrete foundations. The next one, please. But don't forget, there's some earth moving needing to be going on. You need to move the dirt out of the way continuously to keep good access to facilitate your construction. Don't let the worries in day-to-day life keep getting in the way. Clear it out. The next one, please. Okay, the piling's done, the piers are up. We're getting some headstocks now. We can now build on our foundation piles that are drilled into the rock. We can get our beams across the top now. Okay, the next photo, please. So you can see them all there. The piers and the headstocks are up. We're placing our steel. There's a bunch, but a bunch of individual piles and piers. There's not much use sticking up out of the ground if you don't use them and join them together and make strong beams. Okay? Next photo. So here we are, very exciting day of bridge building. There's a photo of Gerda number one arriving in the back of an extended trailer. So our beams and headstocks are all from complete. They're cured up to strength, ready to be joined together with our girders, but still they're just bits of concrete sticking out of the ground. They don't do anything yet. Okay, so we get these girders and we place the girders on across our beams. Okay, this is not a haphazard approach to construction. Okay? This is the same as you need to do. It's a well-planned, intensive process requiring strength and precision. So here we are up close to beam number one. See, it's tagged with whose property they are. Property of MBRC at the top there. A disciple will have their name written in the book of life. You're already tagged, okay? You're there. Okay, next photo. The girders are all being done. They're nearly all there. You're nearly getting there. Each girder is carefully inspected, measured and tested to make sure it meets specification so that it can take the loads that it needs to take in life. Okay. 
Next photo, please. Stealing the deck. We've got to tie it all together. As good as you saw there, nice. You can tiptoe between the steels, but it's pretty useless as a bridge. Still a bunch of concrete just sticking up in the air. So you steal it all together. A deck needs to be constructed on top of our beams and girders, otherwise we spend a lot of time and effort, but still has very limited function. Don't stop, keep going, keep pressing in. It's not gotten easier every day, it's getting harder and harder and harder. Okay, next photo. So here we go, we're concreting our deck slab. So we pour on more of our concrete or our man-made rock. Okay, now we think we're getting up there now, but we're still testing, we're still trying hard. Every truckload of concrete is tested. There's six tests on every truck. So there's 340 tests undertaken on the concrete in this test. You will be tested many, many times in your life. Keep pressing in, it doesn't get easier. Okay, next photo. Construct the barriers. Obviously, we've got to have our shields up. We need barriers to keep us on the safe path. Otherwise, pretty useless, you just fall off the edge. Okay, you've got to stay on that thing we've built. Next photo, close all the gaps in the barriers. Make sure there's no gaps, otherwise it's pretty useless. We need to make sure we close them all in, keep working away at it. Okay, and here we go. Here's a photo of the day after the flood. You all remember the 1st of May flood? Biggest flood in just about in Brisbane's history. Plenty of people in this room stuck in the highway for many, many hours. This bridge is immediately upstream of the Bruce Highway, copped an absolute hiding in that. This is the day after it all went down. All it did was put a bit of dirt in the side of the concrete. made zero effect on it. Whereas other places were getting washed away. Okay? It's a solid foundation. It's a solid, well-built bridge. Almost indestructible. Okay? The last photo now is completed. The hard work is done. Traffic's on it. It's doing its job. The plants will grow up eventually and look like something, but at the moment it's still concrete and a bit bare. So there we go. Thank you for the photos. So the closeout, the final phase. When the construction is done, all projects have a closeout phase. This is where I check the following with a discipleship rejoiner. Okay. Number one, goals have been met. We've got to check. A disciple has to be satisfied of your calling or completed the task of being set out for you. Okay. Number two, approval conditions or instructions have been complied with. The disciple have read his commands or instructions and have been obedient to them. Number three, the quality assurance documentation is completed and in order. If you've been a true disciple, you will be a quality product. Number four, any defects are rectified. Hopefully, you will address the majority of these by now. Any none left? Number five, all money is owing are paid. Pay to Caesar what is his, but pay your life to Christ. Number six, securities are released. You have no outstanding debts. Number seven, warranties and operation manuals are in place. You'd better know already not to do with all this reconstructing by now, not need a manual to tell you how to operate, okay? Number eight, all stakeholders are satisfied. Your relationships are the ones he would have you in. Okay. Number nine, the last one, all pigs feed and ready to fly. No, not really. It's not an impossible dream. Just get on with it. Okay? It's not that hard. So in conclusion, be intentional about following Jesus and his will for your life. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. 
If you can't hear, you probably aren't listening. I suggest to improve your hearing, you need to turn off the noise inside your head or outside your head. Then you can hear. Be really honest with yourself. <clears throat> this does not mean condemnation, as that comes from the evil one. Okay? So get digging deep down. Get rid of the bad stuff and build on a solid foundation. Thank you. Thank you.